Hello, and welcome to episode 51 of Design Curious Podcast. I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. Today on the podcast, I have a great interview with Selena Lewis. And before I get into her bio, I want to remind you that if you're new to this podcast and you're trying to figure out if you want to do interior design, well, there are a lot of different design types that you can do out there. I talk a lot about residential here on the podcast, but we also talk a lot about hospitality and commercial design. And I would love to talk a little bit more about the spatial experience design. And so you can learn what type you should be doing with my quiz that you can find in the show note links. You're going to take that and discover which type of design you should be doing. And that will get you at least on the first step of understanding a career in interior design. So go take that quiz. And now let me tell you a little bit more about Selena. As a professional interior designer based in Atlanta, Georgia, Selena Lewis prides herself on her thriving business that is built on client testimonials. Her outstanding work has recently been recognized in Atlanta's My Home Improvement magazine as a top 10 rising star in the home improvement industry. Selena's design style is best described as eclectic with a penchant for incorporating playful wallpapers, rich textures, and bold patterns to elevate spaces. She is skilled in blending different styles to create unique and personalized interiors for her clients. So I really enjoyed my conversation with Selena and just understanding how she got started and talk a little bit more about what she specializes in. So let's hear from Selena. You're now listening to Design Curious, a place where you, creative one, are here to learn about what it really is like to be an interior designer. And I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. If you're worried about how to succeed in a creative career, if you're ready to learn your next steps to become an interior designer, and if you want the satisfaction of doing something you love every day, you are in the right place. Grab a coffee, a notebook, and let's dig into today's episode. Hi, Selena. Welcome to Design Curious Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so glad you're here. And I'd love to learn a little more about you and for our audience. Um, I know that you're based in Atlanta. Tell us a little more about the design that you do in your business. So my design business kind of started off of wallpaper, which is okay. kind of funny story. I've just always been into it for years and years. And it kind of started that way and has just channeled itself into full design, renovations, new builds, all the things. But I still specialize in color and pattern. And I think that is what draws a lot of people to me mm-hmm. is bringing that element in that. I actually, when I first started too, I started working with a lot of designers in the area because a lot of designers are really good at furnishings or the tchotchke stuff, the little mm-hmm. decorative accents and staging. But I think in today's world, we are seeing more and more of color and pattern yeah, and mixing the two. And I think that's where a lot of designers struggle. You know, I would help designers kind of pull those elements in and help them with that. 
So yeah, so it's been a a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get into wallpaper then? So, so weird. I've always done it. I've always had it in my houses for years and years before wallpaper was trendy. Obviously, when our parents were younger and our grandparents, wallpaper was like this big thing. And Mm -hmm. every now and then you still, yeah, yeah. It's the borders, you know, Uh every now and then you still see, you get a lot of pushback from people when you do introduce a wallpaper. And they're like, oh my gosh, like I remember stripping that down with my mom when I was 12. Or I remember this gaudy border, like fruit border, you know, Mm -hmm. pears across the top of your kitchen. (laughs) And so I try to tell people all the time, like that's not what today's wallpaper is. Now, yes, there's still a lot of very traditional wallpapers out there and they work beautifully in homes. Mm -hmm. But now we have just so many more things and so much more that we bring to the table with it. Mm -hmm. So I've always just done it. I've always had it in my homes. A lot of people would say like, oh, when you go to sell your house, like you have this bold, crazy wallpaper accent wall. And I'm like, I got to live in my home. Yeah. And honestly, what I found is that it didn't, like nobody cared. Like Mm -hmm. we would sell a house, we would redo it. We would put wallpaper in, we would make it bold and people loved it. And I think people have a hard time doing that in their own space. So that Mm -hmm. when they see it done, they're like, oh, I like Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And so I just kind of got into it and I've always just kind of watched it and followed it. And then when I started doing design, I kind of started that way. Like I started helping people pick wallpaper and Mm -hmm. I got into actually installing it, which was crazy. Yes, I used to do the installs for my clients only. Like, you know, you order paper through me, like I put it up and it was good. I'm so glad that I had that experience. One just helps me understand like that process. But two, it was a good stepping stone into the world. We do live in a very competitive market in Atlanta for designers. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people, they know the look. And a lot of people can become a designer, right? Mm -hmm. But it's more of finding somebody who can incorporate everything. Mm -hmm. So we have furnishing companies out there now. A lot of people, there's like Trifecta and there's all these different like furnishing companies out there and they're wonderful and they're great resources for designers to use. Mm -hmm. However, they try to become a designer to sell their furnishings. So where those designers are mainly like, we're here to sell your furnishing. Yeah, we'll help you kind of do a vision board, but our goal is to sell furnishings. I think Mm -hmm. it's important to differentiate yourself as a designer from someone who's just kind of doing your one track mind. I'm sure I'm going to pick out furnishings for you, but I'm all, and I'll throw like some curtain selections in there for you. But your primary objective is to sell furniture where, you know, a designer is, you don't have an objective. Your objective is to complete the space and make the space for what your client wants it to be. Mm. And there's no like agenda per se. So I think in this market, separating yourselves and having something that you are really good at, it's important. And I get a lot of clients strictly just our wallpaper. They just call me to help them pick out their wallpaper. And we take them through that process. And we bring the books to them and bring the samples to them and put them up in their space. And some of those end up becoming more than that. 
Yeah. And I, I think it's important when people start to kind of see that visual coming together mm-hmm. and just bringing that all to life. Yeah. So did you work out of a store or how did you get your wallpaper sources? <laughs> so I just started doing a lot of research. Okay. Um, I would spend a lot of time, like at night, I would just go on Google and I would just start looking up different papers and different mm-hmm. brands and I would contact the reps and I just started getting accounts. I would then take those accounts and I would actually go through their online samples and I would just order samples. And then I started ordering a lot of paper. And then a few of my accounts had come to me and said, Hey, you know, you're doing a lot of volume. We want to send you books. And so then then they would send me books. And Mm -hmm. then from there, and I'm still like, to this day, I actually just got a new company that reached out to me and said, Hey, can we send you some books of our stuff? And two books showed up last week. And i peek through them a little bit, but they're so good. So I'm like, now I'm going to research <laughs> that vendor. Yeah. But I'm really particular too. Like I try to help clients differentiate between wallpapers because there are some great wallpaper sources out there. And wallpaper is, if you've ever done it in your house, it's actually not a cheap endeavor. Yeah, I don't think people understand like how expensive it actually can be. Mm-hmm. And even a, I carry a couple pretty affordable brands and then I have everything up to like, you know, super high end expensive. Mm -hmm. And I try to, you know, show people the differences. I'm very particular about quality on the paper too. So like, I'm very particular about that. And so I'll do a lot of research on those brands. Yeah. And I think it helps that you also know how to install it. So you (laughs) understand what to look for out of a paper. Like you're not just looking at how how pretty it is. You're like making sure it's the right application for the space and for that client. Right. Yes. And I tell people all the time, like there is a brand out there. I don't want to mention names, but a lot of people go to it. They have cool paper. It's fun. It's funky. And people actually think it's pretty affordable. But when you start the way that they do their measurements, clients always say, Oh, what about this? And I'll look at it and go, okay, but you don't understand. It looks like it's $24 a roll, but that's not, that's a sheet. And you need like 40 sheets to get you around the room. Yeah. And also the quality. Yeah. Like I tell them like, listen, you can buy this. I'm not going to order this for you. You're mm-hmm. welcome to order it on your own. And I'm not going to have my installer put it in either mm-hmm. because you're not going to be happy with it. And that's a reflection <laughs> on me. Yeah. And I understand like you fall in love with the print and I get that. Um, I totally understand that. And I don't ever tell clients not to do it. I just, I can't back it because it doesn't turn out great. Mm-hmm. And it's an investment. Like wallpaper is an, an investment. It is. Yeah. And I do think going back to what you had said earlier, that it's interesting that people still to this day, even though they've had some cool wallpapers out for 10 plus years, they still think of it as their grandma's wallpaper. They just can't get past that stigma of like wallpaper being no. the stuffy old thing, you know? And every time I introduce it to a client, they're like, oh no, I don't want wallpaper. And then we'll show them what it looks like. Like, oh yeah, I could handle that, but not like some yeah. little, you know, mini floral things. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's come such a long way. There's so many different textures, styles, vinyls, really cool stuff. I mean, we even have like Mm -hmm. wallpaper that's like fabric. It was so fun. 
And it does. It paint is flat. I always tell people like, yes, there are times where we want to do paint and we want to accent with paint, but paint is a very flat where wallpaper, even if it doesn't have a design on it, it is very dimensional mm-hmm. and it really can pull a lot of different colors, tones, dimensions, textures, mm-hmm. and it just adds life to the space. Yeah. But believe it or not, florals are coming back. Yeah. I live in an area outside of Atlanta in kind of a suburb area of Atlanta and we're very traditional Mm -hmm. um, houses. And so when we're doing design in these types of houses, we're competing with the modern, but unless you're going to completely gut and rebuild from scratch, you are still stuck with a lot of very traditional elements in these homes. Mm -hmm. And so we try to bring a very transitional environment. And so we might still have some like modernist styles, but we might pop a floral. Mm -hmm. For instance, in my house, I live in a very traditional home. In my dining room, I have this very like geometric wallpaper, but then if you go into my kitchen, I have a floral. Okay. So we really try to balance different wallpapers and really try to make it fun and edgy Mm -hmm. and give, because every client wants that modern look, but it just doesn't always work in every client's house Yeah, because you have traditional trim, Mm -hmm. you have traditional elements. And Mm -hmm. unless you're going to just once again got it all out and start over, got to make it blend. Yeah. But it works, you know, it works really well. And it just gives people, someone once told me, it's just, there's something to look at. Something when you walk into this house, there's so many things for your eyes to look at. And it's just Mm -hmm. really cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So wallpaper is kind of your niche to get into the industry. And now are you doing full service design? Yes, I do full service design. I work with a builder and I do new builds with them. And then I have a general contractor that works just with me as a designer. Mm-hmm. And we have, oh gosh, so many renovation projects going on <laughs> right now. Well, I thought that the renovation world would maybe slow down a little bit just because of the housing, you know, mm-hmm. market kind of has slowed down. But people, honestly, my husband says this, he's like, your business is kind of recession proof. Like I hate saying that, but yeah, if someone is buying a new house, then they are typically looking to hire a designer to decorate or furnish or whatever. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, if you're not in the house buying like realm, you're probably investing in the current house that you have. Mm -hmm. So we haven't slowed down at all when it comes nice. to any of that. I think when COVID hit, we all saw this, but your house became your haven. Mm-hmm. Your house became your haven and everybody wanted to invest in their homes and make their homes what they wanted it, have that space. And I think people really started to look around and go, oh, maybe I want to have, <laughs> if I'm going to be stuck <laughs> in my house, maybe I want it to be what I want. You know, So I think yeah. we saw a lot of that. And then the housing market kind of boomed right after that. So then we saw the effects of that. Yeah. So it's, I love all of it. The renovation process is, is harder because you're working with a lot of elements and trying to change a lot of elements. But once again, you're having to still stick with the basics of the home. But I think the beautiful thing um, with my design too, is whether you're renovating or 
you're just trying to create a space based off of what you have. It's like a joke of a designer friend of mine, like she has to take down walls. Like she's oh, just, yeah. she has to come in and it has to be what she wants to do. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this room isn't, I can't, I can't visualize this room because it's not what I want. But for me, it's like the ongoing joke. You can put lipstick on a pig. So, <laughs> you know, I can come, I can take your room and make it what we want it to look like because I yeah. can visualize that. Yeah. And that's all really what design is. I mean, mm-hmm. design is the vision that you have and what you can visualize and what you can't. And that doesn't make you a good designer or a bad designer. It just makes you unique. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I am not great at, like the tchotchke stuff, like the little decorating stuff. I mean, I can do it. It's not my favorite thing to do. There are some designers that that is what they're really good at. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. good at taking three vases and putting them on a shelf and making them look beautiful. I am a very like in-person person. I like to be hands-on with my clients. So I would really struggle. I do have some virtual clients and I do virtual a lot and it works really great. I've had no issues with it, but once again, there are designers that that's all they do is build virtual boards and that works. Me, I like to be hands-on. I like to show my clients, even my virtual clients, I send them samples. It's not like I'm going to build them a board and then, hey, here you go. This is it. It's going to be a very hands-on experience, but just through the mail or Mm -hmm. through a Zoom call where they can see the samples and they can touch them and feel them because I do think that's very important. I agree. I think it's really hard to understand what a product looks like or how a product is without being able to see it or touch it. Mm -hmm. So there are designers for everything. And some designers, like I said, are wonderful. They can build a vision board and send that out and that works. Yeah. We all have different strengths. Exactly. So for me, it's more, I'm more personal, more hands-on with Mm -hmm. my clients. I just like it that way. Yeah. And there'll be clients that are attracted to that style of working with a designer as opposed to some others want to just be a little more independent. So they like that more Mm -hmm. hands-off approach. So exactly. So it's really the client finding the designer that matches how they want to work with a designer. Yes, exactly. Yeah, good. So you're in Atlanta. So do you go to the market there all the time, I imagine? Yeah, so market is this week, but summer is really hard for me. My kids are home from school. It's kind of a weird time because we never really know when our travel, like when we will travel in the summer. And even with camps with my kids, I try to keep it open because, you know, we just... I don't know. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, hey, let's go here. Let's do that. Um, right. So summer's a little hard because I'm not a buyer. I have accounts with a lot of big market names and stuff mm-hmm. for furnishings, decor and all of that. But because I don't have a storefront, market is not as important mm-hmm. for me where if you have a storefront and you're having to constantly keep updated inventory or get ready for Christmas, Typically, Mm -hmm. market becomes more important for you to go to. In Atlanta, we have a winter market that's in January, and I Mm -hmm. always go to that one. And I feel like that's a good time of year because it's like you get to kind of get a fresh start. It's like right Mm -hmm. after the holidays, you're kind of getting into that realm. That's a busy time after Christmas when everybody's house is empty and they're like, (laughs) "Hmm, maybe I want to decorate. So I'll go out for the day and spend the day and just kind of like, see what's out there. I still have not made it to in North Carolina. I just, it always lands on like our spring break. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am determined to go because I know that market. That's the biggest one mm-hmm. like in the Southeast. And so I do want to make it out there, but yeah. I do go because I do like to see what's going on and, you know, look at all the new vendors and samples. And I learned this like years ago, but like, I feel like at those types of places, if you can just pick up like one little pearl, you know, one little mm-hmm idea or thought or mm-hmm. you know inspiration I call it a pearl then you can yeah then it's worth it yeah I often feel like when I go to market it's it's like I'm storing these ideas and then I never know when they'll pop back up later on I'll be like oh yeah. I actually saw the perfect thing for that when I was at market you know and when, I, yeah. when I'm at market I don't know what I'm going to use it for it's just like getting some inspiration yeah, yeah. I had that last night actually on I was perusing Wayfair looking for some vanities just mm-hmm. for some basement bathrooms we're doing and I saw just this cool like little inspo and I just screenshot it <laughs> and I'm like oh I'm gonna use this at some point I don't know where but yeah it's gonna yeah. come back up in my mind but I think for inspiration it's like of course everybody likes to take credit and think that they're the founder of their own ideas, but mm-hmm. we all use inspiration mm-hmm. and come up with things. And um, <laughs> I, yeah, we do. And I think as designers, we're always looking at other designers and we use them as inspiration. I have a few of my favorites in Atlanta that I just follow and just mm-hmm. love their looks. I think that's just such a compliment. I've seen things of mine that I've done that have popped up in other designers, mm-hmm. like these people will text me like, Oh my gosh, are you so upset? They kind of stole your idea. And I'm like, no, I think that's great. Like, I think that's like a biggest compliment. If someone Mm -hmm. takes a design that I did and recreates it in their own realm, I'm not offended by that. This industry can be very, I was talking with a client this morning where just, we went and picked out countertops and we rode together and we were just Mm -hmm. chit-chatting. And it's one of the things I don't love about this industry is I feel like it's competitive, but it doesn't have to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I think if everybody can appreciate kind of what each person's world is and mm-hmm. what they're good at mm-hmm. and focus on that versus focusing on this competitive nature. Oh, she didn't do this right. Or they didn't do this right. And just appreciate each designer, each person in the industry for what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the things like I've just never been... I've never cared. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if my neighbor's a designer. Mm-hmm. Like, I would think that's cool. Yes. You know, um, I think yeah. there's enough business out there for mm-hmm. everybody to do well and be successful. And I don't know. I just think that's important. Yeah. Um, to 100%. just kind of, and I think that, you know, you don't want to create enemies because you never know when yeah. you're going to need somebody or you're going to need help or you're stuck and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I just don't even know what to yeah. do. Yeah. Because there are times where that happens. There are times where you get into a space and you're like, what do I do? Like, I'm stumped. I mean, if you do get stumped, I mean, it is not. I don't think if any designer tells you that they've never had a space that has just completely like blown their mind and they Mm -hmm. can't figure it out, they're lying. Yeah. Because we've all walked into a space and we've gone, what do I do? (laughs) What am I doing? Yeah. And so it's like you, you get into that realm and and you end up figuring it out, of course, yeah. but you know, it's not instant. Like you don't, sometimes you walk into a space, you're like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I'm going to mm-hmm. do right now through mm-hmm. this space. Like, this is what we're doing. We don't even need to go any further. This is what it is. But then you walk into some spaces and you're like, 
you know, yeah. what am I going to do with this? Yeah. I'm um, not inspired yet. <laughs> no, I have no vision. Yeah. <laughs> all drained from my body. But I do think if the industry is very small and I do believe that if we all just appreciated everybody, then you don't, you don't have that, you know, mm-hmm. like I might not win the, the deal down the street, but someone else does and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's totally you know? fine. Yeah. I you have the same wisdom. outlook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Community over competition for sure. Do you have anyone else working with you then in your company or? So I have an assistant who is amazing. She doesn't do design with me, but she is like my right hand, at like everything. I can send her all the things and she will put them in boards and she'll put them in list books and mm-hmm. coordinates all the admin stuff for me. And she's actually getting into organizing, which is really cool. It's oh. kind of a new thing we just started taking on. I hired a organizer to do my house and love her and she's wonderful, but I learned a lot mm-hmm. watching her and then we were trying to come up with some just more creative ideas to kind of help her make more money. She's kind of taken that under her wing. And so we've been offering that kind of service up with clients and stuff and she'll yeah. go in and like for renovation clients, she'll go in and pack their kitchen up for them. That's so helpful. Yeah. We always recommend professional to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Like pack your kitchen up for you, purge, do whatever needs to be Mm -hmm. done and then going in and doing that. And so it's been great. She's done a great job with this. She does a lot of that. She's just wonderful. And then I work with a general contractor. It is a partnership, but it's not like a true like partnership. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So uh, it just kind of fell into place. I had a few clients that had reached out for renovation projects. And so I kind of knew him through just the industry mm-hmm. and he was working with another designer team in the area. I had asked him if you want to do a couple projects with me and he was like, sure. Wonderful. So we did a few projects and they went really well. And then he ended up deciding that he wanted to part ways with that other partnership and mm-hmm. It just kind of organically happened. We ended up, I got busier and just kept like piling more onto him and piling more onto him to finally one day he just came to me and said, I mean, you're so busy that I can't take work from anybody else. Oh, yeah. And so he's like, I'm not going to like basically work with any other designers. Nice. And since then, so the way it works, if I have a renovation, like a client that needs a renovation or has a renovation project, I will bring him to quote the job. I always tell clients, you do not have to use him. Sure. I will not bring another contractor to the table personally, mm-hmm. but if you have a contractor that you want to use, like I'm happy to work with them. But nine times out of 10, I mean, he's such a great guy and just such a good communicator. And, you know, I always tell people when it comes to like, renovations. Listen, we all have had bad experiences in a renovation project, whether it's timeline or whether it's anything like that, you know, something didn't happen right. What you can't change is somebody's core personality and and their moral compass. You know, he's really good at taking care of clients and addressing those things and communication is key. Yeah. So that's kind of how it works. So I work with him and then we have kind of teams of people too that come in during that, mm-hmm. but it, it, it works and it's great. Mm-hmm. And clients tend to like that. I think they enjoy that. I think they enjoy having 
someone like me to bounce to, Mm -hmm. or they can share their frustrations like, Hey, I'm not really happy with this that's going on. And you know, with the tile or whatever, and I'll jump in. So it works. Great. So where do you see your business going? I know Home Improvement Magazine said you're one of the top 10 rising stars. stars. (laughs) I know that was crazy. I know that was such an honor to be nominated and voted into that. I honestly, you know, long-term goals, like dreams for Mm -hmm. me, I guess a dream for me would be to like collab and like have my own little wallpaper line or something Mm -hmm. like that. Something fun. And I think just keep pushing my vendors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I would love that. Like, that'd be so cool to like do a little collab and like design a a couple papers. So that would be something that a dream of mine. I don't know. I mean, every year I learn new things. Mm -hmm. Every year I learn what I like more and what I don't like more. And I've passed up so many great opportunities. And I think my husband sometimes just says, why did you, why are you, why do you not want to do that? I think you start learning really what you like, Mm -hmm. really what your, you know, niche is and, you know, what's worth it. So I think for me, long-term for my business, I don't know. I I just, I really don't. (laughs) I'm just open to the possibilities. I'm just open to all the possibilities. I'm constantly being innovative and trying to grow. I also do believe in that customer service experience with people. I just think clients deserve that. They deserve Mm -hmm. to have that person. And the time that you give with them is very important. I'm not like a one-stop shopper, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to just put the product in your house. It's going to make me the most money. It's going to be who knows, you know, it may come from Target, it may come from Wayfair, it may come from a big name brand. We really do a lot of that. We source a lot. My job is hard. I always tell my husband, I feel like my job is harder than most of the designers out there because I am sourcing from everywhere. A lot of designers will only source from vendors that they do the most business with, or they make Mm -hmm. the most money, Mm -hmm. or it's just sometimes doesn't even have anything to do with that. It's just the easiest there's a designer in the area and every single paper that she puts in like a house, it's the same vendor Mm. and it's just easy. So for me, I think it's more of just taking the time to find unique things for people Mm -hmm. and something different. Of Mm -hmm. course, there's always going to be that person that's like, I saw this on your Instagram. I want this exact look for my house. I want this exact paper, (sighs) this exact everything. And that's totally fine. And we do it because at the end of the day, it's the client's decision what they want to do. But we try to constantly bring fresh things to a home. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you really like this paper, but maybe you should look at this one because we've done this one like 12 times. (laughs) But you know, it's just because we want to bring, you know, we want to bring, but I get it. And when I first started this business, I thought nobody is going to ever pay me to design their house. Like (laughs) I really thought that I was my, my friends, my real estate agent was like, Selena, you are missing your calling. Mm. And I'm like, nobody. But what I learned is that people really don't. A lot of people don't. They know what they want. They just don't know how to put it together. Yeah. Or they know what they want, but they're so scared. They need someone to hold their hand and mm-hmm. say, no, you're, you're right. Like you, mm-hmm. you got it. You've got this. And so that's where I think designers are very important. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have a problem spending the money. They don't want to spend the money on a designer. And I get that. I totally understand that. But a designer will save you money in the For long sure. run. Yeah. Because we have all been that person that has gone to home goods and bought 400 pillows. 
And we have 400 pillows in a closet because we could not find the right one and we just never returned them. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been that person that goes out and we buy things and we impulse shop. You know, mm-hmm. we go out and we impulse shop. I have a client. I love her to death. She's a super sweet girl. She has so many chairs in her house. She would impulse shop and buy chairs and more chairs and more chairs. And so it's like she finally hired me and I'm like, we don't impulse shop anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like we're very selective about the plan. We, what chairs we buy. So yeah. I think it is hard to swallow that pill of like, oh my gosh, I'm paying someone money to mm-hmm. do this. But the value is there as you do save money. You make the right decisions the first time. Mm-hmm. You want to pick the right paint color for your house because you're paying $10,000 to have your house painted. You don't want that to be wrong. I don't want that to be wrong either. But <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. It's like one of the scariest things ever, especially an yeah. exterior. Someone's like, hey, I'm going to paint the exterior of my house. What color? And I'm like, yeah. You know, you I'm always pretty have sure that, like, this is going to be good. But then you're still holding your breath until you yeah, see you it. Are. You know? <laughs> you're like, what day are they painting? I'm going to show up right when they put that first stroke on. Right. You know? <laughs> um, no going back. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I, I, don't, I that's such a tough question because I feel like every year I grow, I know more about who I am, what mm-hmm. I want to be mm-hmm. when I grow up, who I want to be when I grow up. And I just think all I can do is just look forward to whatever it brings, you know, mm-hmm. whatever this industry, but I do say the hardest thing. And one of the things that's totally unrelated to really interior design is just trying to find that balance for yourself. I think mm-hmm. you can understand. And I think anybody that is either self-employed or mm-hmm. even if you're not self-employed, but I always joke, I'm like running my own business has been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. You know, yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> it's been the hardest thing I've ever done. And my boss, she's such a slave driver. Um, <laughs> she never gives me any time off and yeah. I don't ever get raises. It's just so, so unfair. <laughs> I think that's been the hardest thing. I think for me, it's just finding some balance to mm-hmm. like, okay, hey, like this is important. And I know you give your all to everybody, but you got to rein it in and mm-hmm. give your all to you sometimes. Yeah. Maybe give yourself a raise. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to give myself a raise and I need to give myself some time, but I think that's important. I think anybody that's going into this industry and working on their own and trying to start their business and design or anything, it's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a hustle and it's, it's a lot of work and there are a lot of nights where you're up late and a lot of days and weekends, mm-hmm. you know, and evenings it's not just the wife makes the decisions anymore. I mean, yeah, yeah, ultimately happy wife, happy life. You know, that's Mm -hmm. motto still is said all the time in my industry, but spouses want to be involved. Yeah. Um, More and more. They are and more, and it's their money too. And uh, it's an investment and they do it's uh, more times than not. It is a spouse. Both spouses are involved in the decision. So you might, you sometimes are like on a Sunday, running over and meeting a client, or you are on a, an evening taking a call late because that's just mm-hmm. how it is. So I think, you know, just anybody going into this, just knowing like it's hard. It's a lot of time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So what would you say to an aspiring designer who is being told like you're missing your calling and then they're thinking like, oh, no one's going to pay me for this, but like they're yeah. thinking about maybe becoming a designer. What would you tell that person? Just do it. I will never forget those conversations. They still are very like dear to me and just those people that, 
And I had thought about it and I had reached out to a few designer friends of mine that had schooling backgrounds. And mm-hmm. they were like, I said, what school should I go to? Like, what if, if I want to like do this, where should I go to school? And they're like, you don't need it. You yeah. don't need it. You have it. And I'll never forget the moment when I got that call from my friend and she was like, hey, ready or not, I'm sending you your first client. And I said, nice. what do I do? And she said, just be you just be you. She called me and yeah, it just all was from there and it just never slowed down. You've got to have some faith in yourself and know that it's not overnight and it is a lot of work. It's so rewarding when you make those clients happy and when you see those finished products and when you go through that, it's rewarding and Mm -hmm. it, it just drives you even more to want to do it more. You know, it's like you get that taste and you're like, okay, I want to do more. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just go for it. I get it. It's scary. Mm -hmm. I think that's with anything, design, Mm -hmm. anything new that you want to endeavor in. I think that that is, it's scary. Yeah. Cause unknown territory. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you just have to have confidence in yourself, Mm -hmm. which I know is hard. Trust Mm -hmm. me, everybody has issues with that at times, but having that confidence and understanding that you can do it and you may, you might fail. Mm -hmm. I failed a lot. I'm sure at different things. And there are sometimes where I don't always get it right. And sometimes things happen, but you just have to just know that that's just part of growing. Yeah. So good. So where can everybody find you if they wanted to reach out and (laughs) see more about wallpaper or about your business and keep track of it? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm getting better. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's one of the things that's like, I always joke. I'm like, I'm a creative. I don't do the technical stuff. So I have someone (laughs) doing that for me now. So we're getting there. Um, But it grew so fast that that was kind of like one of the, my business has been all referral and word of mouth, um, which is crazy. I just started kind of getting into a little bit of marketing and really Mm -hmm. pushing through my social media it's always been that way, but I am on Instagram. It's just Selena Lewis designs. I have a website and mm-hmm. then, but you can contact me, you know, same thing, Selena Lewis designs, but you can reach me. I think my personal cells on there. So <laughs> anybody can text me, call me, <laughs> do it all the things. And yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your insight and your where you started and where you're going. And it's going to be exciting to follow your journey there. So thank you so much, Selena. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. So I love that conversation with Selena. I love always hearing how other designers have started and built their businesses. And I love also talking with her a little more about wallpaper because That is such a niche that a lot of designers don't know a lot about or educate their clients about or even incorporate into their designs. And as you know, there are so many different types of wallpaper and different types of applications that it's definitely fun to meet someone so experienced in using that product. So you can check out all of Selena's information in the show notes. We have links to her website and her social media. And if you'd like to know more about the three things I wish I had known before I started a career in interior design, you can get the download there on the website, as well as the roadmap to interior design. So you can find all those links in the show notes. 
rwarddesign.com forward slash podcast, and that will get you to all of the information as well as a summary of today's episode and all the other episodes that you may have listened to or missed in the past. You can find them all there on the website. So check that out. Don't forget to also leave me a five-star rating and review. I love to hear from you. And you can also reach out to me on Instagram at rwarddesign and let me know what you think of the podcast. All right, until next week, stay creative. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. This helps me reach other curious creatives like you. If you have a topic request or would like to contact me, simply head over to my website, rwarddesign.com or email me at podcast at rwarddesign.com.